You're listening to the Saturday Night Stitch podcast, the show that brings you a different perspective about all things sewing related, with your host, Hilla Wheeling. So today's podcast, guys, is titled, Why Do I Sew My Own Clothes? And this is based on an unpublished blog post that has been sitting in my drafts folder for nearly four years now. So here goes nothing, guys. The other day, I went to a charity shop for the first time in years in search of cheap ski gear for an upcoming ski trip. And whilst I was there, I browsed the women's section and surprisingly, I came away with four things and one pair of new shoes for all the grand sum of 12 pounds. You see, I used to buy all of my clothes secondhand from eBay or from car boot sales, similar to flea markets in the US, or from charity shops, also known as thrift shops, I think, in the USA. But I never bought anything brand new. Personally, I find normal clothes shopping boring. Thinking about it now, I realize that sewing my clothes is monumentally more expensive than my previous way of sourcing clothes. Actually, truthfully, sewing is the most expensive hobby I have, past and present. So it got me thinking on why I still sew my own clothes. It's not that it's cheaper for me as I've already established. My build is not so different from the standard ready-to-wear that I ever really struggled, particularly at finding things that I felt comfortable in. The exception were the fitted tailored shirts that I favored during my career in academia. But I have a great selection of clothes that I love from when I would buy them before I started having kids. Clothes that I've had for over a decade, which were bought for something like 50p or a pound, and they fit okay. Truthfully, I also loved the buzz that I got from bragging when each time someone complimented an outfit that I wore and I knew that it cost me less than three pounds in total. It was so thrilling to say, thank you, this cost me three pounds. <laughs> was I a tiny bit smug? Yes, I was, but I indulged myself in this smugness because of the number of people who turned their noses up at buying secondhand clothes. I can't tell you the number of conversations I've had with people about how you can absolutely sterilize clothes before you wear them. To each their own, I say. Anyway, I digress. I believe that a confluence of things happened that led me to sewing my own clothes, whereupon I would not have otherwise possibly fallen down this rabbit hole. I say this five years later, firmly entrenched within said rabbit hole. So first off, I had four kids in three years, which drastically reduced the freedom I had to go around to charity shops and to car boot sales. You try doing a car boot sale with a toddler in tow, it gets in the way of a good rummage. And I loved rummaging. I was a rummager professional, where I got such germs as a Pringle brand new shirt and a BCBG Maxisaria coat for only 50p. Yes, I still get a buzz 
bragging about this now, even though this was about eight years ago. But the fact that I had kids meant that I didn't have time to go buy clothes, which I actually needed because at the time I was pregnant and breastfeeding and my body had changed shape. And so the clothes that I had didn't feel very comfortable. I was frumpy for the most part of those early child rearing year years. I also had mild postnatal depression and a sense of helplessness that was also alleviated by making things using my hands. So these three things led me to sewing and it helped with the depression. But now my body is in a stable state since I no longer breastfeed and will sadly not be adding any more beautiful kids to this world. All the clothes that I have from then, which I kept by the way, I am a keeper. I have clothes that I bought 15, 18 years ago and they still fit me. Plus, I now also have time to buy from charity shops again, although I do have limited time to do that and usually with a little person in tow. But they're not so small that I can't get around. So all this naturally led me to think about whether I should reduce my sewing and go back to charity shopping in terms of sourcing my clothes. Does not compute. Does not compute. My brain could not compute that. See, I use rationality and logic to make most of my decisions in my life. I've often been accused of being unsentimental, but logic has always worked for me. But when it comes to this particular scenario, there seems to be no logic. Sewing is an expensive hobby. I could save a lot of money if I bought less fabric and less sewing patterns. I could save a lot of time to spend with my kids if I wasn't taking hours to sew a garment. Heck, I could have an extra room for my kids in the house instead of a sewing cave that is effectively a fabric warehouse at the moment. I could have more mental real estate in my head if I wasn't constantly thinking up sewing plans, sewing blog post ideas, YouTube post ideas. But you know what guys, perhaps some things have got no logic to them. Some things just are. I love the feeling of mastery and control I have when I'm doing sewing. I have capacity for creativity that I didn't even know I had until I started sewing. It inspires passion and drive in me. Sewing also made me more open to new experiences like going to sewing meetups. I have made friends through Sew Up North, The Stitch Room, Social, Frog Tales. I have met wonderful people through YouTubing, the YouTube sewing community, through blogging. My blog has been going for more than four years now. And if you'd asked me years ago whether I'd be doing all of these things, I would have laughed and said, ha, huh, never. But sewing made me more open-minded. And this open-mindedness transferred to other aspects of my life as well. The open-mindedness helped me to be a better mother. I no longer have a rigid set of rules and expectations about how things ought to be with my children. 
My focus moved away from an overly academic focus on my children. Think Tiger Mom style. I was a Tiger Mom before that book even came out. Now, I am more appreciative and nurturing of the creativity in my children. Now, it's not that I didn't value their creativity before, but I just didn't take it as seriously as things like maths and science, etc. I didn't know how much my oldest son loves baking and is interested in learning how to cook meals. My second son started working on a cookbook that he's constantly adding new recipes to because he loves experimenting in the kitchen. He also loves growing things and sewing. One of my girls loves drawing with color pencils and the other one loves accessorizing. So the point is, before I took up sewing as a hobby, to me, this would have been considered a waste of time and I would have thought that time should have been better spent doing educational activities, playing with educational toys. <laughs> but I've learned that it's more than just about teaching. So, the sewing stays. However, I do realize that if I get to the point where I'm spending so much time and space on my hobby that I'm neglecting things more important in my life, things like time with my children or with my husband, then I fully accept that it's okay to break up with these hobbies too. It would be fantastic if I could make it a rule of thumb to never have more than one year's worth of supplies for this intense hobby that I have. However, let's be realistic. That's not going to happen. But I can try and tweak things here and there. And as for charity shopping and cardboard sales, if I happen to pass by a charity shop and I've got time to browse, I might pick up a thing or two that I think are unique and that I can't be asked to sew up myself. So that's where I am at when it comes to why I actually sew my own clothes. I fully accept that it is the most expensive way of procuring clothes for myself. But there is more to sewing than just the economic sense. And I know that I am incredibly lucky and privileged to be able to pursue this hobby. But the mental health benefits that it gives me and all of the benefits that I have had, the new experiences, they make me feel that this is worthwhile. I want to sign off by sharing my favorite quote of the month, which is from Eleanor Roosevelt. And it goes like, you have to accept whatever comes. And the only important thing is that you meet it with courage and with the best that you have to give. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast. And until I see you next time, happy sewing. Bye.